Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. Turn with me today. Psalms 127 and verse 1. Psalms 127 verse 1. When you have it, just shout, I got it. Amen. Psalms 127 verse 1. Let me get ready to preach. Psalms 127 and verse 1. You want to turn there? It's what it says. It says, except the Lord build the house. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Last week I started a series, The Lord's Building. And today, with God's help, I will continue. Let's pray together right now. God, I ask you to speak to us today. Encourage us to not only be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word also. And we'll be careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Would you put your hands together now? Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Come on, shout it again in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Somebody say, this is the Lord's building. I want to say this on the onset of this part of the series. That if you let the Lord build it. It's going to cut out a lot of stress on you. If you let the Lord build it, you don't have to build it. If you let the Lord do it, it'll work a lot better. Some of y'all been trying for a long time now, and it, and it still ain't good. You've been trying, you've been, you've been trying to build, trying to make it work, trying to drive the cart, trying to do everything, and it's not good. So why don't you let the Lord try for a little while? See what he can do. What do you have to lose? Let me say that again. What do you have to lose? If you let the Lord build it, it may surprise you how quick and how easy things that you fought for for years and years will happen overnight because you gave the reins to the Lord and said, Lord, you are the master of this house. You are the builder of this house. You are the architect of this house. You are the cornerstone of this house. And I give it to you. And if you let the Lord build it, it'll save you some time. When I started Truth Chapel over six and a half years ago, before I ever came, before we ever sang a song, before I ever walked into the building, before we ever had a blueprint, before we ever had a Sunday school class, before we ever swept the floor, before we ever even had a spot, I made a commitment to the Lord. And this is my commitment to the Lord. And if you've ever heard me do the pastor's pledge before, some of this uh, commitment to the Lord is tied up in that pastor's pledge. I like to have something to say. I'm, I'm ex-military, and in the military, they give you a lot of, uh, you know, what is our motto? What do we say? How do we say it? And so I like to articulate that. And so I, have, I made a pastor's pledge, something that I can say to myself and something I can say to you, and you can hear it and say, this is my pledge. But a part of that pledge is tied up in an early commitment that I made to the Lord, that, Lord, this will be your church. 
this will never be court's church. I won't let I won't let nobody say it. I won't say it. I won't I won't try to make it mine. I won't try to make it my flavor. I won't try to make it my word. I will always preach your word. I'll try to keep my opinions to myself. I'll try to preach the unadulterated unwatered down truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and I will let you lead me as you build the house you build the church and I will just be the shepherd of your sheep not my sheep Peter do you love me yeah Lord I love you Peter do you love me I love you Peter Lord you've heard my feelings you asked me three times he said Peter if you love me feed my sheep, not your sheep. They ain't your sheep, Peter. They ain't never going to be your sheep. There ain't no scripture in that Bible that tells me that I'm the shepherd of my sheep. I'm, I'm the shepherd of God's sheep. This is not my church. You are not my people. You are God's people, and this is God's church, and God has just blessed me with the opportunity to lead it for the time being. Somebody shout amen. 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 It's God's church, not mine. It's God's building. It's not mine. If, if, if I was building it, we probably wouldn't be where we're at today. Yeah, people ask me all the time, how, how in the world did you, I mean, grow so fast? How, how, how do you have what you have? You got 35 acres of land, you got all these people coming. My, my, how, 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 how? Because we let the Lord build it. We try to be spirit-led and not government-led. Spirit-led and not doctrinally-led. Spirit-led and not organizationally-led. Spirit-led and not man-led. Spirit-led and not denomination-led. Spirit-led and not you-led and not me-led. But he leads it. Somebody shout amen. amen. If, if, if it's the Lord's building, there's a lot of stuff that other folks struggle with you won't struggle with. If it's the Lord's building, there's things that will come easy to you and not come easy to other people. And they say, why? Why was it easy for you? I don't even know why it was easy for me other than I gave it over to the Lord and he worked it out. Anybody ever heard that old song? I gave it over to the Lord and he worked it out. Oh, yeah. Y'all know nothing about that. I, don't y'all hate when I say that? That's that old school stuff. I gave it over to the Lord. and He worked it out. He did the work. He did the work. I, I, I see people struggling all the time. And the reason you're struggling is because you're trying to do something that God is not building. You're trying to build something that God has not put his favor on. You're trying to build something that God doesn't even want you to build. You're pushing against God and he's pushing back against you. You're building something that God has not put favor on. And if God's favor isn't on it, I don't care how high you build it, how great it looks, it will fall down. Last week, uh, if you were here last week, I started this series I talked about how we begin building the house and I broke out I broke out this I didn't have no tools in it last week but I broke it out and I talked about how you know when you when you get the tool belt you're fancy you know the first construction job I had I showed up to work and I wanted I I, I brought a tool belt didn't get to use it they said to, they said no 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 go around pick up all that trash out there I got a hammer I'm working on a building I want to use this Lord I got something I need to nail I'll, I'll try to be fancy. No, no, go pick it. But, but, but I talked last week about how this is fancy, and, and this is what we all look forward to when it comes to building. But then I went back here and I pulled out a shovel because the only way to go up is to go down. In order to build a house, you got to be willing to dig. You, you, you got to dig 
in order to build. You can't you can't start with a hammer. You got to start with a shovel. Ever how deep you dig it, that's how great it can be built on. But you cannot go up if you're not willing to go down. Amen. You can't go up unless you're willing to go down. Let me let me let me show you what the Bible says. And I'm going to get to the the first point that I made last week was we got to dig. Now, let me get to my second point today. Let me read for you the book of Luke, chapter six, Luke, chapter six. And I'm going to begin in verse forty six, Luke, chapter six and forty six say that says this. This is what Jesus says. Why call you me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I say? You you call me Lord, but you won't do nothing that I'm telling you to do. He said, whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. Let me show you what he's like. He's like a man which built a house and dig deep. Oh. If you're going to build a house, it starts with digging. If you ain't willing to dig, baby, all dirt is not equal. I said all dirt is not equal. You can't just build a house on any old kind of dirt. You can't just build a house on any old kind of land. You got to dig down and get to the good ground if you're going to build on that. He said, I'm going to liken him to a man which built a house and dig deep. And lay the foundation on a rock. The second point I want to make about the Lord's building is foundation. Look at your neighbor and say foundation. After you dig, you need to build a foundation. There is a foundation. And let me show you what the foundation is today. The Bible tells us what the foundation is. Because the Lord says, if any man hears what I say and he does what I say. That is the foundation that you will be built on. The foundation has always been the word of God. You cannot build anything on anything other than the word of God. Because everything else in this world will pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. But not one tittle, not one spot, not one dot, not one comma, not one and, not one the. There is no part of my word that will pass away saith the Lord and if you're going to build something you need to build on something that you can go back to it was the word that kept me let me tell you how David said it David said oh Lord thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee it was the word that kept me from sinning it was the word that kept me out of trouble and when it got dark I remembered what the Lord said and when I was hurting I remembered what the Lord can I get some help in the house In the name of Jesus, when the enemy came in like a flood, I remembered that the Lord said that he would raise up a standard against him. When the enemy came at me, when the arrows came in the day and the heat of the night, I remembered that God said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. It was the word. I'm built on the word. I'm standing on the word of God. 
I'm standing on the promises of God. I built my house on the word of God. My foundation is sure. My foundation is steady. And when I was dark, when it was dark and I couldn't see my way, the Bible said that the word of God was a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When I felt like nobody loved me, when I felt like nobody was beside me, I remember that he said, I never seen his seed begging bread, and I never seen the righteous forsaken. He said, He'll never leave me. He said, He'll never forsake me. He said, He'll never put more on me than I could bear. Hey, I don't care what your mama said. What did the word say? I don't care what your daddy said. What did the word say? I don't care what the banker said what did the word say I don't care what the doctor said what does the word say the word said by his stripes I am healed the word will bring you out the word will pick you up the word will turn you around it's the word You can build your life on his love, some dude somewhere, but his love is going to fail. You can build your life on hers. She said, baby, put a ring on it. I'm going to give you everything you want. Build your life on that if you want to. But the destruction of that house will be great. But the man that builds his house on what God said will stand in the evil day. It's his word. His word, his word, his word, his word. I don't care what anybody in your life has said to you. What did God say to you? Do you remember what God said? I know people let you down, but what did God say? I know people betrayed you, but what did God say? I know that it hasn't been everything you thought it was going to be, but what did God say? When you were in the altar, when the hand of God was on you, what did you hear God say? Because if God said it, if God said it, I believe it. If God said it, I don't care who else gets in my way. If God said it, I'm built on the foundation of the word of God. Let the winds blow. Let the rains come. Let the enemy come. God's word is yay and amen. And he'll never leave me. It was the word. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word. My word ain't going nowhere. My word ain't changing. <laughs> I don't care what the White House does. My word ain't changing. <laughs> I don't care what the bankers say. My word ain't changing. <laughs> I don't care what he said. The word ain't changing. <laughs> they can walk out on you today, but the word of God is going to be the same tomorrow as it was today. I don't care what they legalize. The word ain't changing. <laughs> I don't care if they make it legal. The word ain't changing. <laughs> the word never changes. The word. If you're not built on the word, you will fall. People will let you down, but the word won't. Yeah. Pastors will let you down, 
but the word won't. Hey, don't put your hope in me. I'm not a good foundation, ladies and gentlemen. I'm shiftless sometimes. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. I mean, you may be perfect, but let me just tell you about me. I'm not always there all the time. Every once in a while, I may give you some bad advice. If you ask me something on a Sunday night, I may not tell you exactly what you need to hear. I may tell you to hush up and grow up and call you the next day and say, man, I'm sorry I said that to you. Because I'm not always on my P's and Q's, but the word has never changed and never will change. And see, we build our foundations on things that are unstable and things that are unsure and things that are temporal. If you want to build your foundation on a career choice, go ahead, do that, but it will fall. If you want to build your foundation on some relationship with some man or some woman, go ahead, it will fall. If you've built your marriage off of lust, it's going to fall. Ah. If your relationship is founded on how good she looks or how good he looks, you're in trouble. But the Bible says when a man find a wife, he findeth a good thing for a virtuous. Is she virtuous? Is she virtuous? What does the word say about her? If she don't match up with the word, baby, leave her where you found her. Bye-bye. Don't ever, 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 ever come by here. I know he may be fine with his suit and his tie looking all fantastic, looking GQ. But the Bible says that God would hope that men would lift up holy hands everywhere without wrath and doubting. How does he match up to the word? How does she match up to the word? I know it looks good, but how does it fit in to the word of God? Because if she don't match up, leave today. If he don't match up, leave today. Mm. Yeah. The thing about it is, is when you let the Lord build it and you put your foundation on the word of God, the word of God is sure. It's sure. This is what Isaiah said in Isaiah 28, 16. He said, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation in a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Me and you have a problem with sure. We have a problem with sure. Sure is a type of measurement. It's, it's, it's line upon line, precept upon precept. It's sure. Me and you have trouble with sure. Because we like to be here a little, there a little. We like that part of the scripture. We don't like line upon line, precept. We like to be here a little. And, but, but when something is sure, then you can't change it for you or nobody else. When it's, when it's sure, you see, we live in a society that, that we believe that there's no absolute truths. And, and whatever is true for you, is, if it's true for you, then that's fine, girl. You be true. You do you. But when it comes to God, you can't do you. you got to do him. It's a sure word, a sure foundation. And this is what I found out about God. God is into measurements. You ain't on the line. If you build something on that, you're going to be in trouble. Because that ain't right. Let me show you what he said. In 1 Kings chapter 5 and verse 17, 
he said, and the king commanded that they brought great stones, costly stones. Look at somebody tell them it's going to cost you. Yeah, it's going to cost you. And huge stones to lay the foundation of the house. First Kings 7, 9 and 10. All these were costly stones. Tell them again, it's going to cost you. According to the measures of the huge stone, saw with saws, within and without, even from the foundation unto the coping, and so on to the outside toward the great court. Verse 10. And the foundation was of costly stones. Tell them again, it's going to cost you. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. It's going to cost you. It ain't free. This ain't free. This is going to cost you. Salvation is free. Getting in the boat is free. Staying in the boat, going to cost you. Oh, yeah. When you got to stay in the boat, that's when it... Building, if it's God's building, it's going to cost you. The foundation was of costly stones. Watch. Even great stones, verse 10. Stones of 10 cubits and stones of 8 cubits. Can't be 9, can't be 7. Can't be 11, can't be 8. I mean, can't be nine. Can't be more, can't be less. Got to be ten and eight. If they ain't ten and eight, get them out. If it, if it can't be ten, it can't be eight, we don't need them in here. We need, we need stone, costly stones. That's been, they, they've been cut. They didn't come ten. They didn't come eight. They were sawed without and within. You look around this room today, you see people in different parts of their journey with Christ. You, see, you do, you look around, you see people. I didn't come this way, ladies and gentlemen. I wasn't born like, God has cut on me. God, God, God sold me some places. There's some places in my life that God worked on for a while. Got to smooth this out. And I said, oh Lord, it hurts. He said, I don't care. We got to get it just right. Oh Lord, it's abrasive. I don't care. You, you, can't, you can't build what I got in mind for you if you come like this. You got to be cut. God has always been a God of measurements. He told, he told Moses in the wilderness, make me a tabernacle. Okay, Lord, we'll put up a 10-man Coleman tent. No, 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 you can't put up no tent, baby. The outer court's got to be like this. The inner court's got to be like this. And the holy place got to be like this. And let me tell you what the size of it's got to be. You got to make sure that that thing's going to fit. I want the outer court to be real long. Just make that outer court real big. Because a lot of folks can get into the outer court. We'll make it for a lot of people. But that inner court, now you go, everybody can't come to the inner court. Got to be like this. And the holy place, only one of y'all can get in there. Measurements. He said, you know what? I'm going to start with the furniture. I'm going to start from the inside and work out. Because when God starts dealing with you, he don't start on your outside. That's what we want to do. That's us. That's the church. God forgive us. God forgive us religious folk that try to work on you from the outside. God said, no, no, no. When, when I start building a temple, I start on the inside and I work my way to the outside. What's happening in your life today is starting inside of here. And if you let it grow inside of here, all of a sudden the outside going to start changing too. <laughs> Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh. I want to change in my life. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what a change in my life. Y'all know nothing about that. The change is from the inside out, not the outside in. We're the catchers of men, not cleaners of men. 
Get in the Word, you'll find that out. That's in the Word. He said, when you build that, that, that ark that holds my glory, you can't just put a box out there, baby. You, you got to make sure it's this wide and this long, this deep. You got to make it. You can't just make it with oak. It's got to be shit of wood. Cover that thing with gold. Can't be brass. Can't be silver. Even though it's beautiful, got to be gold outside, inside. Measurements. Even when we get to that new Jerusalem, that great, that great heavenly place that we're going to. He said, it ain't just a heaven. He said, no, no, no. It's a city whose builder and maker is God. 1,200 miles wide, 1,200 miles high, 12 foundations, and each foundation is the name of an apostle. 12 gates. Each gate is a singular pearl. The first foundation is jasper. The second foundation is sapphire. The third foundation, measurements. But watch this. This is what the Bible says. Hail hath enlarged her mouth without measure. Be careful of folk that don't want measurement in their life. I don't, I, all these rules and regulations, I don't believe in all this. Be careful of folks that don't want measurement. Because hell is the one that don't want measure. Uh, I don't need to be measured, but God will measure you. Because if you start building out here, baby, you're going to be in trouble. That thing will not stand. If it's not built on a sure foundation, you're going to be in a mess. It may look pretty, but if you put some weight on it. It may look pretty, but if you didn't build it with the right stones. It will fall in the evil day. It will fall. He said, he said you got to be the right measurement. you got to be stable and sure. When, when, when you get it right, you can't leave it undone. When you know where it, got to, it has to go. Some of y'all in here, you're building, I'm talking about, you got to get it flush. See, if you go through your life not getting it just right, there's going to come a time when everything gets out of square. You're going to be, you got to make sure that everything, and, but once it's right, once it's where it needs to be, you got to put a nail in it. You know what that nail means? That nail means that's where it is, and I can't move it. What some of y'all need to do in your life is put a nail in it, baby. And I don't care how fine she is. That's, that, that's the spot right there. I got a nail in it. and I don't care how much they offer me. That's the spot right there. I put a nail in it. And I don't care. I don't care. What they promise me. I don't care how pretty it is. How nice it is. How welcoming it is. Once you lock it in, and you may say, well, I don't like, that. I don't care what you like, because this ain't your building. This is the Lord's building. Well, that's offensive. I don't care what's offensive to you. The Bible said, Jesus said, suppose ye that I came to bring peace? Nay, I came to bring a sword. I came to set household against household, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and father-in-law against daughter-in-law. He said, I came to put some mess in this world because some of you are going to put a nail somewhere and say, I don't go past this. And some of you are going to say, oh, no, 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 I go out here. Well, that's your business. You do you. But I don't know what the word said. And I'm not judging you. Be careful. The word already judged you. I don't have to judge you. Somebody said, only God can judge me. Well, he did. It's called the B-I-B-L-E. You've been judged every day by that word. 
And on judgment day, he will open the book of life and judge you from the book of life. Better read it now. That's your test, baby. Study the book. Some of us have put lines in our life. Let me, let me just show you. See, you get that thing square. I'm almost finished. This is called a square. This is a speed square. Some of y'all don't know what this is, but this is a speed square. This is so when, when you make a line, you can square the line up. You see, this part of the speed square, that's the square end. When I put that down on a piece of material and I lock it in, that's square. And so when I make a line, I know the line is square. So when I cut on that line, I know I'm cutting on the right spot. And I can take you to the altars where God put marks in my life. I can quote to you the scriptures and the messages that when God spoke to me, it put a line in my life. And you may have a different line. But I was there when God spoke into my spirit and he drew a line in my life. And I will never be able to go past that line because there's a line in my life. Some of you need some demark, some lines of demarcation where you know this is where God wants me to be. This is where God needs me to be. For the word of God is line upon line, precept upon precept. You need to have a line in your world. There's a line I can't go past. Oh, hallelujah. Can I preach here for two more minutes and I'll be done? Some of y'all can go some places that I can't go because there's a line in my life. You can listen to some stuff I can't listen to because there's a line in my life. You can watch some stuff that I can't watch because there's a line in my life. Some of y'all on www.godknowswhat.com, I can't go there with you, baby, because there's a line in my life. There's a line in my life. Some of y'all need a line. You need God to square you up and say, hey, this is it. Oh, I can take you, I can take you to the college at youth camp where Brother Tim Copeland, who passes in Buford, Georgia, where Brother Tim Copeland stood up and preached a message called Angels in Your Future. And I crawled over people to get to the altar because God spoke to me in that service. And I knew that if I kept living like I was living, I was gonna bust hell wide open. And I crawled to the altar. I remember it. That's a line in my life. It's a line. I can't move it. It's there. Every time I even try to get close to it, the Lord said, oh, okay. I can take you to the place that Jerry Jones preached the windows of your souls. And Jerry Jones talked about the eyes being the windows of your soul. And there's even sometimes, even today, when I catch myself, I catch my, oh, wait a minute. I can't, there's some things I can't look at because this is the window to my soul. And when I come up here and preach, I got to be clean hands and clean heart. I can't come up here and minister like I'm ministering, watching any old kind of thing, living in no kind of way. Can I get some help? There's a line in my life. God squared me up. God put me on the line. This is the line, son. You can't go past here. This is the line, son. Some of y'all need some lines in your life. Music can come. I'm almost finished. Got to have lines. Foundations need lines. Foundations have demarcation. Foundations are sure. Foundations have to be lines and foundations have to be level. When I was 15, we built the house my, my dad lives in today. And I'll tell you about that house last week. I remember, uh, I didn't say, say this in the first service. Let me say it in the second service. It had to be level. I remember the night that we put the wood on the foundation. We laid the foundation and we had to put, we, we put across the joists. And we were putting, we started putting that wood on. 
And as soon as we started laying, we had like half of the, the foundation had half of that, that floor built and that, that wood on that floor had half of it done. It started raining, pouring down rain. And I remember my dad running and grabbing a broom. And he, he gave me the broom and he said, Court, sweep this foundation until it stops raining. And they said, we got to keep on. We can't stop now. We got to keep going. But he said, sweep the water. Just keep sweeping. And I remember I stood on that foundation, on that wood, for almost two hours. And I was just running around sweeping. Any water that I seen standing, I would sweep it off, sweep it off. And it was raining. It was raining. My dad said, sweep, get, get that water off, get that water off. And so it finally it quit raining. And I just swept and swept and swept. And I say, is it good? No, no, no. I, it, sweep it some more, sweep it some more. And I was like, why, why do I got to sweep it like this? He said, because if you let that water stand on it, it'll warp. We need it dry. After I swept for what seemed like all night long, they got out towels and stuff. and started drying off that wood, drying it off. And I'm, I'm, I'm a you know, 15-year-old kid thinking, what are we doing right now? And my dad said, we got to make sure there's no moisture on this. We got to get this water off of it because it'll buckle and the foundation won't be level. We can't build on it if it's not level. There's some places in your life you know it's not level. You know that if God was to sit down in your life right now and he was to put that level on you, where would that bubble be? And you're saying, God, I want a great ministry. God, I want a great family. God, I want my anointing to grow. I want to build this. I want to build that. And God's saying, I want to build it too. But I checked your foundation. It's not level. I see that too for you. I want that for you too. But I can't put anything on a foundation that isn't right. Because I told you what the man was like that heard the word and did it. But can I read for you Luke 6 and 49? And tell you about the man that heareth and doeth it not. He is like a man that is without a foundation. Built a house upon the earth. Anytime you see the word earth in the word of God, it is a direct correlation to human flesh. Because God made man from the dust of the earth and anytime you see that word earth in that bible it is a connection to man he said this man who heard the word and didn't do it he built his house upon earth himself his own skill his own ability his own charisma his own power he thought he could do it himself he built his house upon the earth and there's some folks in this room right now you're trying to build a great ministry on your talent. You're trying to build a great family on your skill alone, and you will fail. Heal this preacher today. I'm not here preaching for my own health right now. I'm preaching because there's some folks in this room. You have a great ministry ahead of you. You have a great anointing in your life. You have a great, God has got a great plan, a great blueprint laid out for you. But you will never get to where you are if you try to build that thing on what you can do. Your power. Your ability, your skill. He said, because when he built it on the earth, against it, 
the stream beat vehemently. And immediately it fell. He built it and the storm came and it fell. Watch what he says. And the ruin of that house was great. It was a great ruin. It was ugly. It collapsed down around him. Because he built it on him. He built it on earth. He built it on what he was capable of. His skill. His plan. God said, let, let me measure you. And he said, I, I hear it. He said, no. I hear it, but I'm not going to do it. God said, let me level you out here. Let me, let, 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 let me, let me get some of this. Because I don't want it to buck. I don't want it. And you said, oh, I, I hear it, Lord. Man, I'm good. I got this. God said, let me square you up. Let me get you square. Let me put some lines of demarcation in your life. Let me, let me line you up. And you said, no, Lord, I, I hear you. The Bible didn't say that he didn't hear. The Bible said that he heard. He heard, but he did not do. Obedience has always been better than sacrifice. Who cares if you heard me today? What did you do with what you heard? The values in that. He said, the man heard, but he didn't do. God said, let me, let me, let me drive a hammer right here. I got, I got you where I need you. Let me just secure you here. He said, oh, Lord, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like the pressure of that. I don't like that beating. Him. I, don't, I don't like coming down. I don't like that. I mean, because if you secure me here, I mean, I can never move. I mean, what if I want to move for him? What if I want to move a little bit for her? What if I want to move a little bit for that job? What if I want to move a little bit for this position? What if? So he said, no, Lord, I'm good. I don't need that in my life. I'm good. I don't need that in my world. I'm good. I was telling the first service this. Several years ago, my brother called me. My older brother, Brock, you met him a few weeks ago, many of you who haven't met him yet. My brother, Brock, called me several years ago. When I answered the phone, he was almost in a panic. He said, bro, have you heard? I said, heard what? What are you talking about? He said, Robin Williams just killed himself. I was trying to think of who Robin Williams was. Who, who's Robin? I don't know nobody named Robin. He said, no, Robin, the actor, Robin, the comedian, Robin Williams, he just killed himself. I said, no, nah, man, that's, that's some junkie. That's, that, that's a Facebook post, bro. Let me, don't believe everything is real Facebook. He said, no, man, I'm telling you, it's real. I looked it up. Real deal. What an amazing actor. What an amazing comedian. If you've never seen Patch Adams, you owe it to yourself. I mean, just, just the guy's talent. His ability to control a crowd and create laughter and, and excitement was unparalleled. His earth, his skill was unbelievable. That man, that man was anointed to do what he did. I believe that with all my heart. He was anointed to do what he did. But he built his house on the earth. And it shook me. It really did. I was, I was shook. I thought, man, what seemed to be the happiest man alive was depressed so much that he put a rope around his neck. Killed himself. Because the fall of that house was great. Great house. Great skill. Great ability. 
great talent, great charisma. All those things were there. He just could not keep the house afloat because it was not built on anything substantial. I thought to myself, did anybody ever tell Robin Williams about Jesus? Did he know that Jesus loved him? Did he know that God was on his side? Did he know that when he, as he was taking his, whole, his own life, that God, tears were falling out of Jesus' eyes, wanting to, to reach out and embrace him and love him? Did he ever hear? And really, I felt like I'm asking myself the wrong question. It's not did he ever hear. It's did he ever do. I'm sure somewhere in Robin Williams' life, someone told him about Jesus. It's not in the hearing. It's in the doing. I would liken the man that hears this and does it. This word is sure. This word is right. This word is yea and amen. And when you read it, it impacts you. And when you hear it, it impacts you. But until you do it, it cannot change you. Stand with me all over the room. I'm coming to a close today. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm... The Holy Ghost is in this room right now. What you feel in this moment is not uh, coercion. What you feel in this moment is conviction. This is not coercion. This is conviction. God wants to change something in your life. God wants to change something in your world. God is asking you right now, will you let me measure you? Will you let me mark you? Will you let me nail you down? Lock you into something. Lock you into a discipline. Lock you into a lifestyle. Will you let me secure you? And today I wonder if there's a man or woman in this house that would be like a wise man. Dig deep and build a foundation on God's word. If I have spoken to you today, if you have felt God speak to your spirit, I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.